the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed in the program are not necessarily those of this radio station or its sponsors and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. You should always consult the appropriate advisor before making any financial decision. All rights reserved. Now, AM 1220 KNOW presents... New Focus on Wealth with certified financial planner Chad Burton, drawing from his 20-year background in finance and investing to help you make sense of your money matters. New Focus on Wealth. Get a new focus on personal finance, wealth management, Wall Street, and the economy. Now your host for New Focus on Wealth, Chad Burton. Welcome into the show. I'm your host, Chad Burton, certified financial planner. Do you have a money question for the show? I'd love to hear from you. i got a couple I'm going to go over today. Shoot me an email, chad at chadburton.com. That's chad at chadburton.com. Taxes, insurance, retirement planning, estate planning, investing. It's all fair game. Any question besides individual stock buy, hold, or sell. It, it, it's, it's interesting times to say the least. Um, as I, I mentioned oh, about a month ago or so, well, geopolitical news will kind of take over the way Afghan played right into that. Uh, I just I can't, I can't imagine the feeling of being left behind over there right now. So just heartbreaking for a lot of families. But we're sitting here seeing the stock market continue to make all-time highs. We have fiscal stimulus. We have over 54 market highs this year. We have inflation. We have the Fed talking about tapering on their bond buying because they've been a huge buyer of bonds that keeps the demand up and the yields down. It's an inverse relationship. So yields should be higher, right? But there's such a big demand for yield. Anytime we have a great increase and then all of a sudden bonds are out there on the bond market, yielding a little bit higher than 2 plus percent, there seems to be a lot of demand for people to buy them. We have the, if you look at the ETF AGG, it's really at a low in terms of yield, 1.83%. With a duration of over 6, that means you could have a over a 6-7% decline if you have a 1% increase in the 10-year treasury. And then we have the Delta variant, right? I feel bad for anything. You got Corona beer, you got Delta Airlines. Um, we look at a strategy, currently reviewing one for a couple of clients where people that have very highly concentrated stock positions like Apple, Cisco, Microsoft, where um, it's, it's a strategy of selling covered calls to create additional income on highly concentrated positions that you might not want to sell yet. So you get the dividends plus some income from the call writing strategy. It's called Delta Shift. So it's kind of weird to make a... Uh, a proposal to people on that one when you have the name Delta right now. Um, there's a good article out there by Karen DeMasters. Delta variant may not may delay, but not derail the recovery. And she interviewed somebody from the Texas. Um, and the increase in the number of cases of the Delta variant of COVID may slow the growing economy for a time, but it will not derail it 
completely. And that's according to da- Jack Jasakowitz, portfolio manager at the Texas Investment Manager Solutions. And I butchered that name badly, I know it. So no emails, please. Um, for the second quarter, we had more economic growth than expected. And according to Texas, we'll still experience a sustained recovery, although the highs for the next few quarters may be slightly constrained. Look, I mean, to really get real comparisons, we got to get through this year anyways, because if you remember in 2020, we were dealing with you know, a, a beaten up economy. Everything got locked down. And so the fourth quarter of this year will be a better comparison in terms of corporate earnings, revenue growth. Because typically when you're reporting revenue and earnings and things like that, you're reporting versus the same quarter a year ago. And those are pretty easy comparisons. But we do have all this other stuff going on. We still have a ton of cash out there in the market. We have all those businesses and people that took PPP loans that they were forgiven, yet they didn't end up really needing them in the end. Everybody thought they would because it felt like 2008, 2009 all over again. And then you have a big fiscal package making its way through Congress right now. And things were already doing pretty well. Now, I think it's going to shift a bit because as everybody had to stay home and get locked up in their own house or find new things to do, there's a lot of car purchases, RVs. You know, that's everything from, you know, your your RV to your jet ski to your boat to your side-by-sides and things like that. So it'd be surprising to see that continue for another year, although the demand is still out, is, is still crazy right now. But the U.S. Commerce Department reported yesterday that the U.S. economy grew at a robust 6.6% last quarter. Um, and that's slightly faster than previously estimated. But... The idea of this and this article that we were going over is that we're probably going to see some estimates come out because of this Delta virus, the Delta variant rather of the virus. And I know two people currently that are vaccinated that have breakthrough cases. And it's they're not super bad right now, but the people that are vaccinated can still spread it. Um, so that's why people, yeah, it's FDA approved, but if... If, if vaccinated people can still spread it, why is it that only vaccinated people are going to be allowed to go to certain venues and events if they can still spread it? That's a question that a lot of people ask. And that's, a, that's a legitimate question. Um, so there's still a lot of people that are holding out even though it's FDA approved. So you're going to still see this go in waves. And what's the next variant, right? As the Delta variant kicked in, growth estimates for 2021 have have dropped. But next year, growth estimates have risen slightly. So you're kind of swapping some growth this year for bad. It's kind of like the stock market. It's already pulled in growth from next year in terms of expectations. Now, have we had double-digit years like this several years in a row in the past? Yeah, just look at a chart of stock market returns on an annual basis. It's not uncommon when you're in a bull market. It's not uncommon for PE ratios to look high for a very long time in a bull market. The stock market's always kind of looking six to 12 months ahead in many cases. But where the heck is the bond market looking? That's what we're all trying to figure out right now. If, if the economy looks so good, growth is high, um, interest rates should be coming up, especially with inflation, but it's just not normal right now. 
there's really, you know, for those of, you know, new people that I'm taking in in terms of clients, the fixed income side is a very slow averaging in situation. It's a lot of unconstrained strategic type of income in terms of fixed income and bonds versus the normal bonds that traditionally you'd see. Uh, this article also talks about Matt Perrin, director of research at Janice Henderson Investors. He's also optimistic about the long-term recovery. He says the second quarter GDP estimates uh, revised up slightly. There were no surprises in last Thursday's release, but merely a reminder that the economy is recovering robustly from the economic disruptions of last year. And he also says that earnings in the second quarter reflected the strength and we expect it to continue. And he just says that all the recent COVID trends could cause the gains to pause for several months before the recovery resumes in earnest. So it won't be as shocking as scary if we go through these rolling shutdowns and you know, having one kid off to college about two or three weeks ago and then my youngest starting kindergarten today, in fact... Um, which is crazy to say. So one out of college, one in college, one in high school, and a five-year-old. <laughs> Talk about starting over, right? Um, it, you know, it's it's walk into the class yesterday to meet the teacher and everything else. You got these tables spread apart, two people to a, a, a longer table with a plastic glass in between and, and the mask requirements. It's just odd what the norm is for these kids versus, you know, what we all did in terms of the germs that we dealt with when uh, we were all in kindergarten, first grade, whatever it may be. So economy still looks pretty good. It, it is. The difficult part of a financial advisor's job right now is the fixed income side. People are a little bit more aggressive and it's fine to be a bit more aggressive as long as you have that knowledge of your very detailed cash flow and retirement, how much of your portfolio you're going to need over the next three to five years in addition to your dividends and interest and social security. And that amount should be safe and in cash. And I know cash isn't earning anything, but you got to protect yourself from the decline. I want to talk about 401ks for a minute and the fees that are there. Uh, the Department of Labor needs to get on this a little bit better. So the GAO um, did a uh, basically a survey and they found that nearly 41% of 401k plan participants don't think they pay fees in the plan. And this is, this is rough. And let me give you an example of this because you know, business owners go out of their way to create these 401k plans for themselves and for their employees. And the most common one these days is a safe harbor 401k where it's the, the testing's pretty easy. So employer sets up and pays for a safe harbor 401k. And as long as they match typically 3% of pay for all the people that contribute money to it, then they can pass what's called the top heavy testing rules and things like that. And they can, you know, are they're able to defer their entire amount into the plan, the, the you know, over 19.5 or more if you're 50 or older. So the problem is, though, is a lot of these smaller companies, um, when they go to look at their 401k options, sometimes they're talking to like their insurance agent, their life insurance agent, for example. And so then the startup, the people that do the startup 401k plans in the past, not anymore because you got a lot of online options, including Betterment 401k and other ones that make it pretty easy to start one up and pretty cost... Uh, 
it's easy in terms of cost. So they get these startup plans in place and, and they're often with insurance companies like Hancock and some of the other ones. And they're in group annuities and the fees are inside the accounts and they're very high. Very, very, very high. And in the beginning, when you have no money in it, that's fine. But once you continue to contribute, they're charging you based on the amount that you have inside the account. And the fees become really, really high. And most of the fees are charged to the largest accounts. And that's typically the business owners and the upper management. And that's not you know, a corporate deduction if it's being pulled out of the account. The employees are paying it directly. Yeah, they're paying it for pre-tax, with pre-tax dollars, but it's costing them in some cases 1.5% or more a year inside these group annuity plans. We were analyzing a plan for a small business in Vancouver, Washington. And they'd had for several years a plan with an insurance company. And I was looking at the fees in this thing. And I'm like, is this, is this real? And so what happens is in the 401k plan, it's like you go to the companies that will take that startup style company and they'll do everything in, in one, you know, the, the, the insurance company is holds the account. They're also doing the record keeping and the tax finance, things like that. And it seems great in the beginning, but all of a sudden the fees are just huge. And instead of having a separate person that does the TPA work, which is like the kind of the, it's, you think of it as an accountant for the 401k plan. And then you can choose whatever custodian you want, whether it's Fidelity or Schwab. And then you create a, a much more well-run 401k plan where the fees are actually charged to the business owner, for example, versus out of the account or a combination. You can lower the fees a lot. For this, so for this small company plan that we had, less than 50 employees, just by making a change out of the plan, it was going to save almost $20,000 a year in fees. And guess who was paying the majority of those fees? It was the owner and his spouse who had the majority of the money in the plan. And it wasn't being deducted or anything. So if you're a small business owner, if, if you're a person who has a decent sized amount of money in the 401k with a small company, question the fees. The Department of Labor, you know, there's, there's kind of a, there's not a very clear way that these things are kind of governed, I guess you could say. There was a push several years ago to, for 401k plans to send out the fee reports to all employees. And they're still not very clear. So it's very evident the Department of Labor should require plan providers to make fee disclosures easier to understand and ensure the participants are fully informed about how these fees impact their savings. Because we are already in a, a, a very tough situation very, very tough. There's the biggest spread. It gets worse every year. I've been in the business for 28 years. And it gets worse every year in terms of the spread between the have and the have nots. Now we're finally starting to see some wage inflation at the lower end. But will that go into the 401k plans? And those 401k plans that it's going to go into, are the fees low enough? We've got to help solve this problem. The, we keep getting into this situation where Instead of fixing problems, there's layers and layers of more laws and more and more handouts that almost make it so that people can't succeed. And, our, our, and they get addicted to government support and we can't afford that anymore. 
Because every time they raise taxes, and, and they haven't really actually done that, but every time they do, the government finds a way to spend more money versus fixing problems like healthcare and homelessness and things like that. So long story short, before I get too much on a tangent and on a soapbox here, find out what the fees are in your 401k plan. Find out what they are. Know what you're paying. If you look at an average no-load mutual fund or even better, an ETF that's diversified, you're talking about less than a half a percent a year in fees. Well under that these days. Seven-tenths of one percent in like most ETFs from Vanguard and Fidelity and places like that. And so if you're paying one and a half percent or more in a 401k and not getting any financial advice for it, that's awful. And that's on HR. That's on the business owner to be educated on what they're paying and are there better options out there? And definitely there are. If you're in a 401k plan that's typically run by an insurance company, you're probably not in a very good plan. Just you know, put that right out there. You're probably not in a very good plan. So if you, if you are, are wondering and you're looking to make a change on that, let me know. I can point you to the person that handles 401k plans and fixing those problems. Shoot me an email, chad at chadburton.com. That's chad at chadburton.com. And you need to know what your, your 401k is charging you anyways, because especially if you're a high income earner and you're already maxing out your 401k and you're trying to look for other options like a backdoor Roth IRA, which I'll talk about in a little bit, in order to make use of the backdoor Roth IRA, you cannot have any IRAs. You have to roll them into a 401k in order to do that. But if your 401k is awful and has super high fees, then you don't want to do it. So you need to figure out what you're paying for fees. Even if you're in a relationship with a financial advisor and you're paying one and a half, two percent 2% a year and not getting any financial analysis besides a pie chart, not a good deal. Say hello to a pass that gives you endless travel for $2,500 per month with no nightly rates, taxes, or fees. You might call it the suitcases always packed pass or the wait. I get to choose from 100,000 trips pass. The will it be the beach, city, mountains, or all free pass. Or you could just call it what we call it, the Inspirato Pass. Endless travel for $2,500 per month with no nightly rates, taxes, or fees. Learn more at inspiratopass.com. Wanted to talk real quick about uh, an article I read by William Burns. And it was how to get tax breaks for caring for an aging family member. And with the COVID outbreak last year and you know, kind of running through nursing homes in many cases, people are looking at more in-care or in-home options and caring for family members. So there's been a lot of questions according to a couple of CPAs that, you know, how do I get... If I'm caring for a, a parent, can I claim them as a dependent? Um, and then there's also the ability to deduct dependents' medical expenses if that's the case, even for an aged parent. But it takes some planning. There's specific rules. So I'd definitely talk to your CPA about this if you have an issue with caring for a parent. And tax breaks depend on whether the person receiving care qualifies as the dependent. And if they do, there's other rules in terms of being able to deduct their medical expenses and other benefits. Now, to qualify as a dependent, the person receiving the care must have gross income that doesn't exceed $4,300. 
And so that's pretty low, right? So that's probably later in the care. If you're caring for a parent that hasn't saved much or, or already went through a lot of assets, um, Social Security benefits aren't included in this number, right? But if you have IRA distributions and uh, from or 401k or 403b, other pensions, things like that, it's got to be less than 4,300 in 2021. So how do you deal with that? Let's say you have a parent that doesn't have a lot saved up. Let's say they only have a hundred grand in IRAs, a little bit of dividends and interest in Social Security. Well, that IRA, based on required minimum distributions, could throw them into the adjusted gross income that's higher than that. So there might be one year we do a large IRA to Roth conversion to get rid of that, just pay a big tax in that year so that in the future they don't have that required minimum distribution income. Or if they have a small amount each year um, and they have a charity they like, the aging or the aged parent, if they're over 70 and a half, can take that required minimum distribution and give it directly to a nonprofit of their favorite church charity, things like that, and avoid reporting that in terms of their income. So you might need to do some tax planning. If you have a parent that you're going to be caring for, you want to claim them as a dependent, but they have to qualify for certain rules, you might have to do some fancy planning with things like retirement accounts so that their income doesn't exceed that amount. So talk to your CPA about that. Okay. It's becoming more and more common in the sandwich generation where people still have kids in you know later years of high school or college, and then at the same time they're starting to care for their parents. It's a lot of work. All right, this is an email from AJ, and this is great because AJ's turning twenty-four in a few months, and he's been listening to the show for five years. So. Um, he's been listening since high school. So that's really cool that we've been able to keep his attention for that long. And he's doing a really great job. He sent me some information on, on what he's doing. And first of all, he's got a career change that he's moving from consulting into tech and a very large increase in total compensation. And he's under the $140,000 range if he's single. And so he'll not only be able to have a nice increase in income. But he'll be able to max out his 401k at 195 plus do a directly in a Roth IRA. So that's great. Once his income goes above the 140 level, then it reduces his ability to do a Roth IRA and you have to do a backdoor Roth IRA, which leads me to the next part of this. This is his investments. Right? Okay, this is a 24-year-old. This is what he's been able to save by becoming financially aware listening to shows that talk about saving and just investing in the stock market and low-cost indexes and ETFs. This kid's got a Fidelity brokerage account, 185 grand, about 25% no-load index funds, 25% large-cap growth mutual funds, 50% individual stocks like the big tech ones like Tesla and Amazon. And I don't... You know, I don't care about heavily weighted in certain industries at a 24-year-old. I care about the fact that they're saving, saving, saving because those stocks aren't going away. Um, he's got a Vanguard Roth of almost 80 grand. He's maxing out every year. <laughs> so that's a Vanguard Roth 401k, actually, this former employer of almost 80 grand. So he's contributing every year. His 401k contributions of 19,500 are going into the Roth side 
of the 401k. And he's leaving that company. So the Roth 401k is going to be rolled to a Roth IRA. And then he's going to open up a new Roth 401k at his new employer. So he's realizing that as he's making less money than when he's going to be in his 40s, when his compensation is going to you know, top out in his 40s and 50s, He's going to put. He's going to pay the taxes on the money now and put it into the Roth 401k, so it grows tax free for the rest of his life as long as he takes it out over fifty nine and a half. Super, super smart because taxes are going up in the future. When I got into the business, capital gains tax was twenty seven percent. Now it's there's a zero, ten, and a fifteen percent bracket. I'm sorry, zero, ten, and twenty three point eight percent bracket. Really, um, I'm sorry. So zero. 15, 23.8. Boy, I can't get it right today. So there's been so many tax law changes in the 28 years that I've been doing this that sometimes I picture the brackets in my head and I can't talk about them very well. So taxes are very, very low now. The lowest I've seen in history. Yet our, our budget deficits are outrageous. The, the national debt is ticking upward. It's scary. I'm not worried about you know my kids. I'm worried about my grandkids. And I know taxes are going to have to go up to save Social Security and and healthcare. And we've got a situation where single moms can't afford daycare, even if they have a good job. Some things have to be fixed. And so younger kids should be paying the taxes now and putting money into the Roth 401k. And he's also got a fidelity rollover IRA about eight hundred bucks that he contributed to because back in college, he made some earned income doing an internship. So he used that to fund an IRA. This kid's going to be rich, 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 rich. He's going to be able to retire when he wants, do whatever he wants, enjoy life. Um, He even gave me a rundown on his health insurance and that he stays fit and active, working out three to four times a week, playing golf and basketball, no student loans. He was very... Very, um, you, you can see the gratitude that he has for his parents for helping on that. That's that's a lot of kids don't have that, and no, really no debt at all. Credit score over eight hundred. It's I mean this this kid's really really in good shape. He's driving a used car. He's got a twenty fourteen a pre owned sedan, fully paid off. Again, gratitude to towards his parents for helping with that. Um. This is one thing I see here. Spending habits. I don't go on many vacations or use much PTO. I live pretty frugally. Only spending on eating out or buying birthday gifts with my family or friends. I don't wear designer clothes or have a luxury vehicle. I really value trying to save as much as I can for financial success. And so there are some times that I see that people do get a little bit so focused on a goal of saving a certain amount or... I'm going to retire when I'm 50. And they're very type A goal-oriented people that because they said it, they're going to do it. And they lose track of, of, of why. Why do I want to do that? What the heck am I going to do with them when I'm 50? So I tell you what, when I've bought new things, I've always had buyer's remorse. When I've bought depreciating assets and things like that. But... There's something when I've spent a ton of money on a vacation with family, friends, or kids. I've never had a regret for doing that. There's a much money that you can put in the bank. and But there's also the memory bank. I can't remember who said that recently, but I thought that was a great quote. You also got to fill that memory bank. So make sure you enjoy life. 
you are so ahead of the game, AJ, that make sure that you are enjoying life and balancing the idea of saving for retirement and taking care of yourself. And eventually, it sounds like you'll probably take care of your parents like they took care of you. But just enjoy yourself. He says, I've, I have a month off of work between my two jobs and I plan on using that time to decompress, golf, read books, and cook better. Um, any other pointers on what else I can do on this downtime? And uh, you know, just make sure you have a plan for work-life balance. And it sounds like he's really got it. So you know, in this case, vacations and, and traveling might not be as important to this person because he's got cooking and golf and other hobbies and fitness is already in place. Um, I would appreciate any insight on if you think there's anything else I can be doing in order to better position my financial well-being. Thanks for all the knowledge you share on your podcast. I really appreciate the advice and look forward to listening to future episodes. So um, the thing that you're going to have to look out for um, in, in companies like Facebook and Amazon and everything else, they have this mega backdoor Roth 401k where you can Put in there's there's a certain amount that you can put into the plan, right? I've talked about this before, where we have people that are maxing out the IRA or the, the I'm sorry the pre-tax or the Roth salary deferral. They're getting a match, and then they're putting a large amount into the 401k plan after tax, and that automatically gets converted to the Roth 401k. So that's what you're going to have to look out for, AJ. Is that if you're trying to save more than the typical pre-tax deferral or the Roth amount, and you're right now you're currently eligible for the Roth IRA, if you're trying to save more, it's the after-tax contribution to the 401k and automatically having that converted to the Roth 401k. That's your next step. And when you make over 140 or the amount that you start to get phased out from the Roth IRA, you're going to have to do a backdoor Roth IRA, which means you're going to have to roll those IRAs over into your current employer's 401k plan. And if you're still trying to invest outside of what they offer in 401k choices, look at a brokerage like account. Quick email from Sunny. Sunny said, on my IRA investment website after login, it says the following about my required minimum distribution as date as follows. 40122. Is this correct? My date of birth is 72249. I turned 72 in July this year. This is how some stupid some laws are that we have. And and again. Pointing back to my oldest, Nick, who graduated from Texas Tech and personal finance degree and is going to be taking the CFP soon, is he said the big reason why this career field exists is because of the overcomplicated tax system that we have. And he's correct. It's like, okay, first of all, it used to be age 70 and a half. You had to t- start taking money out of your IRAs, even if you don't want it or need it. You have to start taking it out and starting to pay the taxes. And last year, under the SECURE Act that was changed to age 72. But the rules are is you don't have to take your first one until April 1st of the year following that date of birth. But if you wait and take it April 1st of the year following, you have to actually take two that year, Sonny. So you need to do some planning and say, if you wait a year and you have to take two required minimum distributions, your 2021 and your 2022... Does that alter your tax bracket? Does, does your, is your marginal bracket on taking that second required minimum distribution next year, is, is that going to you know, cost you more money? You see what I mean? That's, that's difficult. That, create, that causes some tax analysis. And the other thing that you can think about doing too is that if you're doing any gifting to nonprofits, 
is that remember you can donate your required minimum distributions up to 100 grand a year directly to charity. So if you're funding charity with cash, you know, checks, things like that, then you could get a checkbook on your IRA and do that instead and make sure that you note on your taxable tax return as a qualified charitable rollover, qualified charitable distribution rather. So that's one thing that you can think about. But look, you know, the, as soon as you turn 72, you have to start taking requirement distributions from your IRAs, 403Bs, 401Ks. You could have 30 IRAs. You only have to calculate the distribution and you can take it out of one IRA if you want. But if you have 401Ks and 403Bs all over the place, you have to take one out of each. So that's a real big reason why you roll everything over into one IRA when you retire. Guess what does not have a required minimum distribution? A Roth IRA. Roth 401ks do, but a Roth IRA does not. So when you, re- when you leave a company and you have Roth 401k money, you want to roll it into a Roth IRA. Right? So keep that in mind. But Roth IRAs don't have required minimum distributions. When you die with a Roth IRA, your spouse can roll it into their Roth IRA. When they pass away, your kids can roll it into an inherited Roth IRA and they could let it sit for another 10 years growing tax-free. It is the best asset to leave your kids is a Roth IRA. 10 years more of tax-free growth. So what IRAs have always done for us, Roth IRAs do better. Roth IRAs do not give a current tax rate, but they grow tax-free forever. When you take money out of a Roth IRA, it doesn't affect your Social Security taxation. And there's all sorts of other good things that happen with Roth IRA income in retirement. So while traditional IRAs can reduce current income taxes, Roths can't. But once you turn 72, you have to start taking money out of IRAs. With Roths, you don't. All right. And guess what? After 2020, there's no longer an age limit on making contributions to a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. So as long as you have earned income, if you have earned income and you're still working, even if you're over 72 years old, you can now make contributions to a Roth IRA. And look, if you if you make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA, that's basically you're phased out over what, 140 if you're single or 208,000 if you're married finally jointly you can still make a backdoor Roth contribution. So what you do is you open up a normal IRA, you make a contribution, you file an 8606 form of your tax return and it converts over to a Roth. And that's tax-free as long as you don't have any other IRAs. If you do, some of it can be taxable. So let's say you start, you do this and you've got you know, 80,000 in pre-tax contributions and another 20,000 in after-tax contributions and non-Roth IRAs. 80% of the total is non-Roth. So when you convert, 80% of whatever amount you convert is going to be taxed. So you, you, you've got to take a look at that. Also, I want to point out, look at your tax return. Look at your form 8606. If you're a person that has been making a lot of non-deductible IRA contributions for years, and let's say you've got a $200,000 IRA and 100000 of its non-deductible contributions you made over your lifetime, you could roll the $100,000 of, of growth into your 401k plan and then convert the $100,000 to a Roth tax-free if you do it properly. So take a look at that tax return. Use Roth people. Tell, tell your kids to use Roth IRAs. 
I mentioned in the last segment, budget deficits. I mentioned the fact we have aging population and, and horrible healthcare. We have Medicaid that is a wreck and that's the poverty program that deals with nursing homes. We have people that are drastically undersaved for retirement. We have a mental health crisis in this nation that's causing the homelessness crisis, a drug problem, and uh, taxes are going up. Taxes are going up. So the more money you can get into Roth now, maybe they take them away in the future. I don't know. Get money into the Roth now. Start now. Forego the current tax break if you're a younger person and add to that Roth 401k. There's articles out. Just go to chadburn.com. Need help with your financial planning, investment management, retirement plan, estate plan, chadburn.com. Podcast links are there. All the platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn. I say Twitter, but I never use it. So Facebook and LinkedIn. Allchapter.com. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.